Welcome to Rock Shop Talk. Our show talks best practices, fun anecdotes, and the latest cutting-edge technology in our field to kick your screen printing gears in a hyperdrive. Today's episode features wheeling and dealing with Grizzly Wheeler. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be right back. I want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today, we are wheeling and dealing with Mr. Grizzly Wheeler of Grizzly Wheeler. His name is Josh, though, but uh, we're going to call him Grizzly for the show. Uh, also joining me today, Mr. King Tilly, Richard Tilly. We're here at uh, Rock US uh, headquarters in Florida. Uh, we got our creative producer, as always, Mr. Merrill Caps. And uh, my most amazing salesperson on the face of the planet, Mr. Rob Welch, also known as Bobby Grape Juice. And I Hello, like to everyone. call him Bobby Grape Leaves because I just refuse to call him Bobby Grape Juice. But star of the um, Bobby G show right here in the flash. Absolutely. So excited to have a, a great show today. There's going to be some really fun back and forth banter, I am sure, um, with this crowd, which is exciting. I uh, wanted to go over just some some quick Rock US updates before we jump in, though. Um, we had a huge, awesome trade show at Impressions Long Beach. Uh, it was great to get back out there. Uh, I want to say there's about probably 4,500 attendees or so. Really well-attended show. Um, the floor was hustling and bustling. There was no carpet, um, which I think everyone's still getting used to. Uh, your feet take a beating now even more than, than they used to, but it was good to get back out there and see everyone. Um, we gave away some good awards with Screen Printing Magazine. Um, just got to network again. It's it's nice to see the progress. Like it's, it's slow slower than I would like, but it's good to see that we're all able to get back out there and get back out safe. And, and the team was safe the entire time. We all stayed uh, COVID free, yeah. uh, which I was not planning on, but was very happy that that was the case. So I like seeing that hybrid. That was great. That, that hybrid now, that awesome. motion was amazing. Yeah. yeah, we had the rock now at the show. We had the hybrid going on the eco as well. Um, so thanks for everyone that joined us out there at Long Beach. And um, we'll be in Atlantic City in, I think, about 45 days or so. I don't know the exact dates off the top of my head. It's the 25th uh, we'll be in of the March, I believe. Time. Yeah. What were the dates, Merrill? I think it's 25th of March. 25th of March. Awesome. And yeah, we'll be out in the Vastex booth. So come visit us there in Atlantic City, um, which is, is exciting. Trade shows are happening again. It's good to see. For sure. And anyone who didn't make it out, we will be dropping a recap video of uh, Impressions Long Beach in the coming weeks. So stay tuned for that. And thanks to all who joined us online as well as in person. It was an amazing event to see everyone. And uh, we also have this super cool giveaway contest going on. Uh, we're giving away two tickets to the first live screen printing class specific to rock automation. It's called Made to Rock Automation Workshop. It'll be held at Made Lab in Fort Worth, Texas on March 17th and 18th. Uh, so St. Patty's Day celebration. The winners will be announced in the Rock uh, US email digest, which will be announced on Friday, the 25th of February. So be sure to follow at rock.us on Instagram, head to the blog post at rock.us and enter your info into the running to press your luck. It's awesome. It's going to be a cool class. <clears throat> I just uh, went over the curriculum. We're doing everything automated. So we're going to have uh, 
automated darkroom with lasers and wax units. We're going to have, you know, all the automatic presses, teaching special effects printing. We're going to be uh, teaching maintenance, which is kind of a cool thing. Mm -hmm. I'm really setting these up so people that want to send their operators or, or different parts of their business to learn more about the equipment, uh, more on how to maintain it. We'll have a tech at each class. I believe uh, Nicole Hilton uh, will Oh, she's going to kill me. Nicole. She P is going to kill me. She's going to kill me. <laughs> Nicole changed her last name quite some time ago. And I've known Nicole for years and years and years. And I just, I can't, it's so easy to say Hilton because it, it just, it's what I called her for so long. So anyway, she'll be out there teaching operations, helping people to rock equipment. Nicole um, and of Pape. course, all the folks at Made Lab um, doing their thing, teaching, teaching great content. So it's going to be really fun. Do you have a part in the curriculum, Ross? Do I have a part in the curriculum? Yeah. I, I do not. Um, I'm helping develop the curriculum though. So I won't physically be there teaching, but yeah, we're doing, and we are doing some business stuff. That was very important to me. So we'll be talking a lot about, you know, probably sales marketing. We're, we're including some of the business aspect of all this as well. Pricing, making sure you're- I was going to say, because back in the day, you, you know, you taught some screen printing classes. So how long has it been since you like were involved in a curriculum for- like something along these lines. Yeah, it's probably been four or five years. I taught for nine. I mean, yeah. so it was a long run, but yeah, it's it's been a minute. I miss it though. So when couple we do the one change. in Florida, well, thanks, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couple couple things have changed for sure. Um, let's do do some introductions. Uh, Grizzly, how are you, man? He keeps turning into that secret character that you have to unlock in the video game every time he leans back. No, Here we go. Up. This is the junk room. <laughs> you know, so the, the moped scooter in the background buried in the boxes. <laughs> Wanted to give you an opportunity to, to introduce yourself, man. What are you about? Uh, what's your history? What's your past? How'd you get into this, this game of screen printing? And tell us a little bit about Grizzly. So, uh, yeah, I've been in the, I've been doing this about, I think it was 2010. I kind of discovered all this. Uh, randomly met a designer in Florida. I'm originally from Florida, from Jacksonville. Um, just kind of discovered it by accident. And the irony is, I actually got shirts made for my uh, when I played in bands, like in the early 2000s. But the light bulb never really went on. And uh, is that real loud in the background? Is that a bit. can you hear that? <laughs> a little bit yeah. comes in and out. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay, let me shut the door. Okay, there you go. But uh, no, yeah, sorry. I, uh, damn AirPods don't work, but, um, yeah, I got into it about 12 years ago. Uh, it's just kind of the rest is history. I just try and, I try and focus on making the best prints versus maybe being the biggest shop. Um, I think we've done okay at that. Uh, I think the greatest discipline in this game is if you think you figured it all out, you're probably going to go downhill real quick. Cause, uh, I learned something almost every day doing this still. So, yeah. Did I miss anything in that? <laughs> and in, I think in one of our past conversations, you mentioned that you actually worked for somebody else. Is that correct? No, I never. Interestingly enough, I never, I interned at a shop in Orlando called Mama Sauce, which I don't think is fully functional uh, anymore. But um, I interned there in like 2011 and I never worked at a large shop, but in all honesty, sometimes I think maybe that could have been beneficial to me because I really had no idea what a blueprint of this was supposed to look like. And I still, uh, 
definitely something I want to start doing is visiting shops just because it is so fascinating and, and a great learning experience because you see things that when you're stuck in tunnel vision every day, you probably wouldn't think of. And it's like, oh, damn. I mean, I see stuff in the videos, the rock videos. It's like, oh, damn. Yeah, that, that's pretty smart. It seems really basic, but I probably would have never thought of that. But yeah. 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 It seems like that's pretty common. I mean, when I go, you know, I said that's part of my job, right? As I go around and visit shops and, and visit, you know, people, either rock clients or prospective rock clients. And, you know, they kind of seem like they're just kind of used to a certain process and they don't really know any, know any better. And so, you know, you point something out to them and they just, they don't understand that that's even that they're doing anything wrong. And you kind of point out like, what's well, not necessarily wrong, but like, if you try it this way, you could you could improve an efficiency here and there. And it is mind blowing for them because they've just done the same thing for so long. They're kind of stuck in this, like you said, tunnel vision and little tiny ideas can smart spark big changes that can, can be very beneficial. Yeah. I've been blessed with the opportunity of flying around, you know, seeing all these different shops, building their equipment, learning their techniques. And I get my mind blown all the time. And then I take that with me to the next shop and I'm like, Hey, these guys are doing it like this over here, blowing their mind on the most simple things that you don't realize you, you, you like you said, you get stuck in tunnel vision. Don't realize there's other ways of doing things. Yeah, no, definitely. Can you give me, can you give us an example of something recently that, that kind of blew your mind that you hadn't, hadn't thought of before are you talking about me oh sorry sorry i'm talking to josh okay. <laughs> honestly he is the guest we have to ask him questions yeah. <laughs> honestly it's been well i guess since covid like i mean i typically go it's kind of funny because i wouldn't i don't think i was ever really plugged into the print community till maybe like a year or so ago when i think y'all started well i'm sure the rock thread's been around a while but i kind of introduced into those and a couple others and uh, so I've kind of been tiptoeing into that whole world, which is really cool. But I haven't directly seen anything in a while just because of COVID. I haven't really traveled. And I typically go to design conferences and I haven't got to get out to ISS yet. But I definitely am looking forward to visiting. It's kind of funny because some shops are very welcoming and others, it's like a hostage situation. They're like, what are you doing here? Are you trying to steal my clients? Like what's going on? And so (laughs) I think that that's, what's unique about the rock family though. I mean, that's one thing I've noticed is I actually don't know if we have like a closed door client that I can think of off the top of my head that would. I've only known one in the, out out of everyone. And it's literally because they're in the middle of nowhere, Canada. And there's literally like, two shops and they fight for everything well, and so like that, it's the only shop that. that's ever been like every other shop is just like oh yeah come on by like i've sent so many people to shops and like everyone's just like they want to show off their equipment they want to show off what they're doing like everyone's super open and welcoming yeah it's 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 been a good community um i mean that was when i was had my business it was exactly the way you're explaining grizzly i mean i i one time ran out of uh i ran out of ink it was late late at night and I was calling around to other shops locally. It was in the LA area. And, you know, I finally hit a couple of people that are open I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I'm at Reviation. I got the shop down the street. I ran out of white. There's nowhere I can go get this. Can I come buy, you know, buy some from you? It's not like I'm asking for it for free, but you know, I had uh, the phone hung up on me twice. I finally found someone that would actually sell it to me. I get there. He's got half of a gallon of white. Mind you, this is, I don't know, nine, 10 years ago. Um, and he wanted $280 for the half gallon that was left. And I'm like, dude, you're going to be kidding me. But it was, it was this very closed off place. And I just, I don't see that in our community. It feels very open. 
I mean, I've never had anyone that's, that's not willing and, and wanting not only to open their doors, but to teach. And I think that that's, that's something that's really cool. And everyone's trying to learn too, which is even cooler. I wonder so, what he did with that, uh, that $280, maybe he bought tickets to medieval times or something. I don't know how expensive. Was <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were close to medieval times. So that, that, that made sense. <laughs> Um, so on your journey, you, you started, did you start manually? Yeah, I started. It's honestly, I think it's the only thing I've really kept cause I've resold most things, but I started with a one color silver press and it's oh, in the nice. back of the shop under the, uh, under the, uh, the rack back there. So your progression then went from, I mean, really almost a hobby setup to then getting, I'm assuming a larger manual setup from there and then, and then going into automation. Look, if I'm completely honest, I tell everybody this is a hobby that's gotten way out of control. <laughs> like this, this was only ever a hobby. And it just, uh, I mean, it's very rare to find a hobby that pays you. And when it just keeps increasing, it's like, damn it, I can't stop doing this yet. Like, I mean, the money, it, the money wasn't the, the driving force, but um, it is pretty cool because I don't think there's as many industries as there used to be where you can actually do something pretty rad and make a good living at it. If, if you structure it right. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, it's um, my brain pings all over the place. So if I go blank for a minute, y'all just go ahead and shift topics. <laughs> we also, I mean, we go on live a lot later in the evening, like 11 o'clock at night, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And he's just hammering out hats every single time I'm talking to him. So it's 24 hours for him. It's not just a nine to five. Yeah, it turns into that. yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely. I'm not saying the healthiest, uh, the healthiest <laughs> angle, but I'm a I'm a trash kid from Florida whose dad was an auto mechanic, and uh, one of the worst things in life is being broken. I've been broke my whole life, pretty much, and, and having a family. Uh, that that's really the main motivation. Is uh, I do all this for them. It's like I'd be fine living in a trailer by the river eating beanie weenie every day, but uh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Uh, How soon into your journey did you move from manual to auto? So I started in the garage, a one-car garage in Florida. I mean, it's so crazy to even think that. I mean, I walk in my shop now, and it's not a massive shop at all, but I'm like, pardon my French, but I'm like, how the fuck did I get all this stuff? Like, it just, (laughs) it's just like, it started with a silver press and like two screens. And I started printing that one-car garage, and my wife's from Florida. And we were very blessed to have an opportunity where they had a family property out there. And like, I, I mean, I needed some space. I couldn't fit anything else in that little garage. I mean, we, I worked a warehouse job. I mean, we were broke. We had one car, two kids. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. It could have been a show on TLC and might've got some ratings, but uh, went from there, went to Texas. It was like a two-story house, had about, I don't know, 500, 600 square feet. I bought, I think that I, I worked at UPS when I was younger. And I remember they offered a buyout on a retirement and it was only like five grand. And I sold our Honda element because where we lived, it wasn't crucial to need a car. Took that money, bought, I think it was a workhorse, like six, four. And then I went from that to a sidewinder. And then we moved here like five and a half years ago. It was summer of 2016. And then. Uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I really tried to pace myself here. And uh, this is not a huge city, but 
I mean, I'm still kind of trying to hide. Like I have nothing in my building. Like you can't get to me. I will not answer anybody more if it's really not by reference for the most part. Uh, not because I don't want to answer everybody, but like, I'm not going to let the quality unravel to try and take every dollar. And I always say money changing hands is not the same thing as making money. Like mm. just working is not mean you're actually making money. You could be losing your ass going in debt. Um, but yeah, that's a long story long on that, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. You say that, man, it's, it's cool that you truly have like intention in what you're doing. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's a struggle in business a lot of times to not just a want to say yes to everything under the sun. Um, because you are trying to make money. I mean, of course, at the end of the day, you're trying to provide for your family or, you know, whatever your business motivations are. Um, but to actually understand that I think is a whole nother story. I think there's so many people that, you know, get into business, whatever business it is. And, you know, you're just trying to appease, trying to appease, trying to appease, because you think that that's the way that, um, you actually make money, but you're right. Um, half of the time, that's what causes you problems and you end up losing more money than you make. So good for you, man. That's, that's actually really, uh, some, some knowledge that everyone should take away from this talk, um, yeah. figure out why you're doing it and what your intention is and model your business based off of that instead of just opening a business and, and taking all the work that you can. I mean, that's one of the things I respect. I mean, that's why I mean, Grizz, I think, you know, I, I respect him so much and I'm kind of, I feel like we've kind of well, developed thanks, a good, Rob. you know, buddy, I think we developed a good kinship because I mean, I really respect the fact that, you know, he's a, a quality over quantity kind of guy, you know, he, he'll turn down work. He'll, you know, he focuses on the quality. And I think a lot of shops, you know, that do that find that, you know, they're, they're going to have a better life by producing a higher quality product they can sell for a higher dollar amount then they're more well respected i mean anyone can pump out one color plastisol prints and you know all day long on cheap garments and it's like that's cool and if that works for people that's their market that's great you know but i think i really dig what grizzly's doing because he really does focus on being like a really high quality printer and the fact that he's what you know, we're going to get into the some questions about his water-based you know kind of ideas but you know, I think that's, that's really huge. And I think, you know, when you talk to people these days, you know, when I do anyway, I should say like, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I don't really, I don't mess with water based. It's scary. It's hard. It's difficult. I don't want to do it. But like, for me, like just as a, just as a person, a consumer, like I don't want to buy Plastisol printed shirts. Like I don't like it. Like if I see a, if I go to a store and I see a discharged water-based shirt, I'm like, that's awesome. Like I've been, I'll buy that over anything else. And so you um, should buy some more shirts then, Rob. <laughs> I should buy some more shirts. I should. Actually, I'm, I'm in the process of moving right now, and it probably it's the same situation with your shoe situation when you moved. As I just filled up three boxes full of shirts, I was like, man, I think I've been getting lots of shirts from these trade shows over the years because I just have I only ever now. see you in like seven different shirts. I thought you only had the – so you got boxes. Bring them out, man. Let's see these things. We'll see what happened. We'll see with COVID – your boy put on a couple of pounds. So now we've got like, we've got, we've got shirts that I'm going to wear in like six months with my, with these lifestyle changes. And we got the shirts I like that, that I wear now. And then we got the shirts I'm going to wear in like a year and a half. That'll fit then. Hashtag uh, goals. So. Man. That awesome. go. Speaking Very of cool. garments, I've been uh, waiting on that delivery there, Josh. Yeah. I've got a couple of direct messages that I forgot about, but I, if your stuff is literally sat aside at the house, right? So it's insane for me right now because 
I've been waiting. I've been holding off about six months. We bought a property this summer. It has a, a shop on it, but I'm I, I, I'm going to expand it. There you go. I'm going to expand awesome. it. You can wear that one to the mall to chill in the food court. In the but <laughs> I'm <laughs> did I send I didn't even know I sent you all that. Good good job. Now you don't represent. like iron sheet. <laughs> but no, like it's crazy right now because I've got I'm kind of spread all over. I finally committed to finishing the shop because this freaking inflation is killing me. I think the longer I wait, the worse it's going to get. So they started that this week. So I've got stuff scattered at the house, the shop in town. Uh, I'll be transitioning stuff into that shop. So stuff is literally sitting on the table. I just have to put it in a bag and send it. I want, I want stuff now too, yeah, actually. So While everyone's showing off their gear, I mean, <laughs> let's just add another name to the list of chaos. Yeah, I have a lot of address. I'll shops and friends that I that send stuff. And like I was telling you, I'm just going to have it set up here for people to see like some, you know, some of the cool rock shops that we, uh, that we work with. That'd be awesome. Nice. So Rob, Rob was talking about, you know, quality. You were talking about quality, how it's important to you. And obviously it's, it's the most important to you. How did your rock you kind of come into that equation? So as you're building this business, you go automated, you're looking at presses, you know, was that a piece that was important to you in terms of, of keeping that quality? Um, or was it a different reason entirely? So, I mean, I could go on forever about, I don't like, I mean, nobody in a professional industry wants to badmouth anything else. I mean, it's kind of cheap to just take mm -hmm. shots, but um, I, I started doing research on it. I bought a sportsman new, like probably a year before COVID leased it. Um, Kind of had some issues with it. Uh, it just never quite got right uh, dealing with technicians. I, I Maybe I just got a bad one. I don't know. It happens. It's machines, cars. They all have variables in them that we can't, you know, control everything a thousand percent. But the rock kind of <clears throat> COVID hit and I kind of entered my head and I'm looking at trying to, I mean, I, uh, you got to understand from my perspective, I bought a house in Florida six months before 08 happened and watched my entire life change overnight. Mm. So that, that changed my entire outlook on finances. And yeah. uh, <clears throat> so I was looking at my situation with the sportsman and I was, I mean, I've been busier, just constantly busier through all this, which is an insane blessing. Um, a lot of people are, but I know there's probably some people that aren't that didn't expect it, but, um, I kind of started researching rock and I contacted Rob and honestly, like, I mean, I know you hear things, oh, it prints better this way. And, um, until I actually got it in and really, I mean, I probably had it, I don't know, Rob was been about a year and some change. I think I've had it set up because yeah. it sat on the floor for a while. Cause I, I got rid of the sportsman and <clears throat> brought them, but like, I can't say enough, uh, as a person who actually works on it, uh, I talked to my buddy Gabe at, uh, he goes by maybe tomorrow on Instagram. He just got a next, um, in, uh, New York. Um, I can't, <laughs> I would say that I'm beyond burned out. <clears throat> I'm still in love with print and I always tell people as long as it's still magic to me, I'll do it. And it is, but the romance is dead at the moment because it's just, you got to get the stuff out. But mm -hmm. having that rock actually like no bullshit made me enjoy printing again. Because there's just so many things about it that, and I've made videos for, for buddies to send them to be like, here, just watch this. And like my buddy, Jeff at Evergood Merch out in, um, <clears throat> sat near Sacramento, he just got his set up and like, he worked on workhorses as, 
his uncle's facility. And I mean, me and Gabe literally sat on the phone two hours of the night just talking about how how the again some French how the fuck did we not know how does the industry not know more than it does that this tool is out there it's not double the price and it's I mean I have a buddy here Brandon uh, who comes down and helps me every month or so and he works at CODIS in Cincinnati which has a shop in Salt Lake and, you know they're all in R and like since he's been here with me he's worked on the rock and I mean it's just like we just laugh. And, and I know he's probably a little sad when he has to go back and work on them and R, but um, again, I could go on, like, I mean, you can ask Rob, like, I just, I'll start ranting about the good things about it, but it oh, is, oh. it is an enjoyable tool to use to make t-shirts. Appreciate that, man. <clears throat> well, and I, I, you know, we're hoping to get more people to know about it. I mean, that's, you know, well, it seems like there is. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. We're, we're definitely getting there. And I mean, it's, it's people like you and it is, it is that rock family. I think that is, is our most valuable asset. I mean, I know that, you know, Rob's told me, um, and I even have it as a bullet point here on, on the show that, I mean, you've really become an ambassador, you know, for the company and for the product. And, um, that's something, you know, special. And I mean, for us, when we launched, you know, rock us and, and, you know, really been getting out in the market in a different way, you know, the whole partner in print, which is our, you know, our slogan or whatever you want to call it. I mean, really it's a value more than anything. And, and you're the epitome of that, right? It's, it's, it's a true partnership where, you know, I think before the show started, you said you talked to Rob, you know, last week for, for a few hours, you guys, you guys talk all the time, you know, you talk to Richard a bunch, you know, you guys are in podcasts together. I mean, it, it's, it's really cool to see a product, kind of bring people together, you know, in that way. Um, and it is, it's a tool, you know, but if it's, it's a good tool and the people behind it, you believe in them and, and we clearly believe in you. Um, it means more than that. And it's, it's, that's awesome. Appreciate that. No, I, I appreciate that. And like, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a businessman, I'm a printer who has to figure out how to run a business, but as a person that runs a business, you have, I mean, if you're going to run somewhat of a healthy business, you have to, more now than ever, you better be very conscious of decisions you're making when you're laying out five, six figures. And uh, when I find a product like no bullshit and it is just a solid product, like I will, I will preach it to the masses because it's just, it's a fact. And I mean, without getting too uh, dirty birdie or whatever, but I've had pretty in-depth conversations with Danny at a uh, formerly Denver print house or, that day is just about the MHM and, and the rock. And like, I just feel like after analyzing all that, I'm, I, I, I just feel like the rock is a, is like a better overall product to invest in long-term because there's pros and cons to every brand. But I mean, and, and I'm one that goes deep on like, research and just really looking at every strategic angle. And I mean, there's just, there's so many with the rock that and me and Rob have talked about this, that I find and I discover when I'm thinking, well, that one works this way, but like, you just can't beat the way this one works, even though they're trying to sell over here that you can do it a little quicker. Well, those seconds are great, but it's the universal functionality of the tool and the applications that can be used with it that is most important so i mean i'm a salesman as well so <laughs> you find your points 
and you push them hard and you try and hide the downsides, but there, there just isn't many with, with the rock. And that's the God honest truth. And I'm not saying that I wasn't paid to say that if anybody's listening, (laughs) I think that as you, as you level up as well, and you go to the next press, you know, to get it next or an eco, you're going to be blown away at the functions that those presses have. Yeah. Well, be ready for that, man. You're going to be blown away all over again and fall in love all over again. Well, no, I'm just talking to, to add, which is awesome. I mean, we've got Rock Connect, which will hopefully be out, you know, later this year. All of our presses will have, you know, connectivity on Wi-Fi. You're going to be able to get data out. You're going to be able to send data in. Um, it's just that constant innovation that, you know, I think is what it is part of what sets us apart at least, um, which is nice. and something we care about because it's more about your business than it is about the, everything that we do to the tool is there to make you more profitable, um, or make your life easier. Um, which is nice. It's not really a gratuitous thing for us, which I think a lot of companies get into is like, Mm -hmm. Oh, our equipment's better because of X, Y, and Z. Well, does that really actually help the person using it? Or is that just some sales feature that, you know, you're adding to your product? So, which is what I really dig. And, you know, Grizzly, you know, ever since we met, um, you know, we, like I said, we talk all the time and, but like, you know, the people that when you go back to that, like, you know, ambassador type situation, like if someone calls me and they're like, you know, I'm thinking about maybe getting a rock, I'm not really sure, you know, I'm looking at other things and you don't really know what's going on, you know, I'm like, Hey, listen, if you want to talk to somebody, especially if they're from the South, but I mean, really just in general, anyone. But I'm like, if you want to talk to someone, like, Rob? <laughs> I'm like, if anyone, if anyone's going to give you the no nonsense, like straight, like to the core, like what's really going on, it's going to be Josh. And those people that talk to Josh come back and be like, dude, yeah, no, it totally makes total sense. Like everything he said, because he's not, he has no motivation behind what he's saying. He's, he's strictly going from a, I'm a sole operator of this press. I print. I try to print high quality and this is my experience and this is why I did what I did. And he <laughs> shoots them straight. And those people like Jeff McGuire at Evergood and, you know, the list is pretty long at this point. I don't know if I put everybody out there, but, you know, they make these jumps and they, they buy these machines and they just fall in love. And I have the same relationship now that, with Jeff that I have with Grizzly. And I think it's that, that same networking of just like, no nonsense not trying to be pitchy or salesy just being like this is this is what it does and this is why i think it's cool and all transparency man there's no need to ever take a dig at anyone else's stuff it's like this is who we are this is what we do this is what we can do and you either love it or you don't but at least we were honest about it and that that is our goal so well well said rob well said Cheers. Well, with that, let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we will continue to wheel and deal with Grizzly Wheeler. We'll be right back. We stand behind our products and your business, which is why we've extended our unmatched three-year rock-solid warranty to the Rock Sahara conveyor dryer. Discover what worry-free automation feels like online at rock.us or call 187-ROCKET-NOW. That's 877-674-8669.
everybody back to rock shop talk your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing today we are talking about wheeling and dealing with mr grizzly wheeler aka josh i'm rock us president ross hunter alongside me here today is uh, mr richard tilly uh we also have our creative producer mr merrill caps and mm-hmm. our sales extraordinaire mr robert welch welcome back everyone baba g Thank you so much for joining us. Over the break, we heard from Robot Dust. If you'd like to hear sweet music like you just heard, please visit robotdust.net. That's .net, R-O-B-O-T-D-U-S-T, Robot Dust. And follow Robot Dust on Twitter and YouTube. Bobby G, tell us a little bit about this Robot Dust story. Where's it come? What kind of things happen? What's next? So, uh, well, I went to I went to audio engineering school, um, and I thought I was going to be a an audio engineer. And this was right when Guitar Center was like really exploding, and you could go basically buy a home recording studio for like five grand, and people stopped going to recording studios. So when I graduated, all the studios that I interned at uh, were going dark. People weren't paying ten thousand dollars to record an album in a studio. So. I'd gotten all this knowledge and wasn't doing anything with it. And I'd always kind of made, made beats and stuff in the background and kind of, you know, messed around with music production. Um, and we, me and my bandmate, Kenny Corrales, shout out to Kenny, uh, amazing bass player. Him and I had been making beats and selling beats for online for like seven or eight years. And we just had all this kind of leftover stuff that wasn't really, wouldn't really fit for vocals. And we decided because we both are like big fans of like the science fiction genres of like Terminator and like Matrix where like, you know, and Raymond Kurzweil, you know, the singularity about like the evolution of technology and taking over society, what have you. So we were like, and we both dug instrumental music. Like it's really hard to tell us. It's really, I should say it's really easy to tell a story when you have a vocalist and lyrics because mm-hmm. the vocalist can give you a mood. The lyrics are telling the story. You know, the music is the mood, but like, we really dig instrumental music. So like Massive Attack, Large um, AD2, um, Blockhead, people that were like telling these stories through music without anything else. So we kind of put all that together and released, we did a Kickstarter in 08. Uh, was that right? Oh, no, 2011 maybe. Um, did a Kickstarter for the first album put that out and that was kind of like a combination of songs that were kind of left over from these different you know productions for the people and then um spent eight years making this last album we released this past october um entitled the singularity and it's it's really us telling a story sonically um that's something you kind of want to you know put on put on headphones and you know light the candle and like lay back and just listen to and like take the journey which um, I have done out of it. and I highly recommend. And you can also find this killer print robot dust t-shirt at robotdust.net. Um, thank you for that, Rob. Thank you for sharing your art with us. And thanks Grizzly Wheeler for joining us in this awesome talk today. 
Um, Ross, you had a question earlier about the rock iron you want to talk about. Well, yeah, I'll get to that, but I got to say, we need to do like a mini talent talents of rock. Mm. Um, like we need to do a talent show because I like that Rob, Rob's dropping albums, you know, Daryl just got on stage and impressions and killed it with Gallo and took his harmonic out and just blew everyone's mind. I mean, there's so many talented people on this team that do different things. Like we, we need to put something together so everyone can see it. That'd actually be kind of fun. I can be into um, that. You should see Meryl. Meryl is fantastic with watercolors. Oh, thank yeah, you. That'd be sweet. I love it. Our <laughs> own Bob Ross. And dad jokes. <laughs> that, 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 that is true. So, so Josh, you, you've been a huge advocate for, for the rock iron. Um, you also do a lot of water-based printing. Um, just kind of how did you go there? What was the journey getting into a water-based? And then, you know, th- there's tons of attachments, different things you can go on these presses. How, is, how do you dig in? Obviously, you research a lot. You've talked about that. So how do you dig in, find these tools that you need? What do those tools do for you? And what has that done for your business and your sales and your strategy, et cetera? So I got, I mean, I kind of got into water base, probably gotten everything backwards because most people start with Plastisol on the, the designer I met, he would print shirts for like musicians and I would trade him like design work to help him with labor. And he happened to use like the union inks and the speed balls you can get from the art store and stuff. And uh, it's funny because once in a while we connect and talk about how insanely goofy that setup was we had because we just had a flash dryer thinking that we were doing this stuff right. Um, <clears throat> but that's how I got into water base. And I mean, kind of like Rob, like there, there's a place for Plastisol for sure. I mean, with hoodies and things like that, I wouldn't say it's as monumental a feel with Plastisol versus water base, but there is maybe a slight difference in the, the, uh, vibrancy or the wash fastness over time maybe but um got into water base kind of backwards and i don't know i'm kind of one of those people where i try and use my hard-headedness to my advantage and so when i i i don't i feel like doing the easy if something's really easy i mean i teach my kids for example i'm gonna i'll probably make references like this because i i take that more seriously anything in the entire world is how i invest in them and teach them but I tell them if something's easy, it's probably not worth investing in very much because there's probably not going to be that much of a, a, you're not going to so much from what you reap with that, the time you put into it. So not in every case, but with water base, it's definitely not as plug and play as Plastisol can be. Um, And I just feel the product is better. So that's how I got into water base and, and I'm probably going to, ramble a little bit so i'm sorry just pretend i'm rob for a minute and then uh, <laughs> thank you for the joke I I ramble ramble rob. i'm way worse than rob but uh no so i got in the water base that way and then just as you like you know anybody can go out there most likely and print 25 perfect looking t-shirts but uh, exp- if you don't really have the experience and i mean i still have a ton to learn always will I mean, I'm a dwarf compared to some of these shops like liquid graphics and stuff. These people put out, it just blows my mind at the volume they put out, but anybody can do like 25 shirts and probably do water base and probably pull them off. And, uh, but can you do 500? Can you do a thousand? And the difference between water base and the plastic is I tell people water base is real time. You can't goof around. Uh, 
you don't really need that many additives if you know how to go out there and, and create the proper environment in your shop and just get after it and not have a bunch of delays because of stoppage and the rock iron getting to that. One of the biggest problems when you're on discharge, particularly, I mean, it could be any graphic, but bigger graphics with larger areas are like a giant lake. And you're, you know, there's lots of factors, your adhesive level, uh, the heat, all the stuff. Are you getting a swamp on your palate because the condensation, all that stuff. But one of the biggest problems when you were doing that is you have, I call them lint boogers. You have ink, they get in the mesh and they block things. And like uh, some printers will let it fly. I don't. I mean, there's a point of diminishing returns where you're being so ridiculous. I mean, there is nothing ever left the shop. I've had stuff that I won't release and the client looks at it as like, I can't find what you're talking about. And uh, so I feel like my uh, tolerance level is a safe place, but I still want perfection, even though that's very rare. But obviously, you know, you've seen people do the tape thing off the, the, the screen and all that stuff. And like, that's great. But yeah, you're going to fill that up like a lint roller in about. Uh, two revolutions. So that's not a solution. And then you have the Stampinator, which I have not used, but when I was looking at the two, the Stampinator probably has a hidden advantage because if you do it right, you probably can pull off heat pressing and do transfers at a faster production speed with that. But I'm not really trying to do that with on my press. So with the rock iron, the fact that I can get in a recessed area like a hoodie tighter than a stampinator because you're going to have the ridges of your seams. What it did for us is I used to run it, you know, as a smoothing iron, but with water base, I mean, it does make it feel a little bit smoother, but not significant enough to justify using it that way. So we shifted it to the first head and we just press everything for the most part, even totes at times. And what it's done is it, I mean, there's, we do a lot of reorders and we've had jobs, you know, every, every runs 500 to a thousand pieces for that client, same graphic. And before that iron, I mean, you can ask my wife and kids that helped me. It was, it was a nightmare because you just have stoppage every, every revolution. There's a lint booger and that iron knocking all the fibrillation down before you do anything. I mean, it doesn't mean that it eliminates it a thousand percent, but we have, we run a thousand shirts and we lose one shirt maybe, and we have no stoppage. And again, uh, you know, if you're doing totes, you need to shake them off, things like that. If anybody's listening to it, that technically uh, to get, I mean, we just ran like 1500 totes last night and this morning and like uh, we use the iron, but that's what we use it for mainly. And it, in it particularly discharge, we have almost no stoppage at all. And I'm not saying the stamping air may not do that. I don't know. I haven't used it. But when I look at the strategic advantage of what I'm trying to do with it and the hot and the, and the I had the hot head on M&R. Not trying to bad mouth, but that shit's a joke. That's like a test tube iron. That thing is not even hold a candle to the rock iron. Like the rock iron is probably two or three times bigger. And the problem also with the hot head is it's fixed in that bracket. What we ran into when we used it, which we had the flat one, we didn't have the roller. But we would wrinkle shirts and we had to stop using it because it's fixed. So Mm. it drags across that shirt and you're never going to have it perfectly plain. That's all eliminated with the rock because it moves and it adjusts to the object, which is also why I bought the iron. Because if you had an issue at all with the plane of your palette and that stampinator, you're going to have inconsistencies. I'm not going to have that with the iron. That's Maybe you'll win a stampinator and then we can talk about that too. Am I I eligible to win one? I I tagged it up. I tagged custom ink in that giveaway. I don't know if that helped at all. 
Oh, I, I don't know how they're selecting, but I know if you tagged, you're entered. So I, I, you, you got a good chance. I might. And by the time this drops, by the time this episode drops, we should know the winner on uh, Instagram. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We don't know it yet. <laughs> I've got some Krispy Kreme gift cards if that can sweeten the pot or not. Mm. <laughs> I'm a donut fan, so mm. that I don't know that go on that that might do some damage. I don't actually have them on me, but I can be to the store in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can door dash. Well, I would recommend though getting a Stampinator at some point though. Um, it is an amazing tool as well. I'm actually talking to Rob. Like I'm in the pro, like with the new shop. Uh, I definitely. I want the oval, but right now, because uh, I'm going to have to expand my shop again, there's a second phase where I'm going to expand it. So my shop will be like an L, and at that point, an oval would work perfectly. And if I hold off that long, I may go that route. But uh, looking at getting a bigger press so the cooldowns help more. And if I do, yeah, Stampinator definitely could benefit because there's spaces to uh, to utilize it. And in our shop, we don't – I mean, we rarely do over three, four colors. I mean, we're really a more spot color – retail like uh downtown charleston's a very kind of i guess upper crust type environment so uh a daytona nascar shirt isn't really their flavor they they want like one or two colors and so that's mainly our bread and butter just low color spot color stuff when you do get your uh, your press i'd like to be your installer Come on down. <laughs> I'll try you guys will have to go go live together, and and Grizzly should comment as yeah, you yeah. as you guys are together on your podcast. <laughs> I think that that would be actually fantastic. Troll his own podcast. You got to bring those guys um, up from Florida because uh, I don't. Rem- I'm such a dumbass. Like I'm horrible with names. I take so much repetition. Um, oh the guys that Rob sent, I mean, Buck's easy to remember because his name's Buck, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, the guys that Rob hooked up were, they're, they're badasses. We got to, we got to shout them out. Mike. I think Dahl. it was Mike. Yeah. Mike's yeah. here too. He actually was helping us set up the studio right before we went. But who was the, so. cause the other, who was the other guy with him? Is he the one that's running the facility in Florida or the Jason? I, Jason. I saw him in the video. Yeah. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Jason. yeah. yeah those guys like, we're just complete badasses. And I yeah, haven't seen you work yet, King Tilly, but I'm sure you're just as good. <laughs> well, I he's, learned he's from pretty, them. He's pretty great. Yeah, the, the, those were his his mentors. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I definitely um, felt, uh, I felt very taken care of in like uh, a non-red light district way. But yes. Was- <laughs> green, I like how Rob light, said um light, twice. Right. He's well, trying to get a word in it. He's trying to get a word in edgewise and like, we're actually showing him how this feels when we listen to him for 25 to 30 minutes without a pause button. So um, go ahead, Rob, come on in, man. Rob, wow. do you have something to say? Um, I do. I do. So actually, um, I had one more point. No, I'm just kidding. Go please go, go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I'm just, Oh, sorry, Rob. Are you saying something? <laughs> phenomenal. It's go ahead. Phenomenal. What's funny. What's oh, funny first, out there, listeners is that before we started recording, this was predetermined that this is how this podcast was going to go. So uh, you think these guys are being funny on the spot, but they planned on being an asshole to me the whole time. So That's an interesting. Uh, <laughs> right. Not bad. Okay. Um, but no, I wanted to jump in. So we did a campaign. Oh God, this is, this is right when COVID hit. Um, we did like a rock solo campaign because a lot of people, you know, a lot of shops were 
you know, having a downsize and having to, you know, cut personnel and, and kind of just try to squeak by right around the beginning of it all. And so we were really kind of focused on, you know, how to, how to streamline your processes, ways you can automate certain things that they can help that if you, you're not able to keep that labor. What's interesting about your situation though, is that you, you, you rock solo on purpose. Like, you know, that's, that's your thing. Um, and you already kind of touched on a few things about, you know, the quality over quantity and such, but really kind of want to like ask about, you know, what's that, what does that feel? What does that mean to you to, you know, be not only the labor, but the QC and the relationship and the sales and like owning the whole aspects of your brand and your business? Like what, you know, what does that mean to you? What do you take away from it? What do those relationships mean to you? And, um, yeah. Just want to touch on that. Um, see if I can like figure. It. So, I mean, being a solo shop wasn't. So when we were in Texas, I mean, we were looking where where do we want to go? I mean, we looked at you know any major market, Nashville. I, I particularly enjoy working with artists and creatives because I feel like uh, we're 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 similar oddballs uh, in most cases, and I really respect. I mean, I'm blown away by the fact that I. All the people we get to work with t- 10, 12 years ago, the guy that got me into this, um, I started discovering these people. And over time, I've become friends with these people. And it it's really weird because, like, I joke with my wife, like, it's, it's like I've lived two different lives now. Because 12 years ago, I was in a completely different uh, place. And working with the artists, and that was always a goal, but didn't think that it would ever happen like it has. But when we were in Texas, we were kind of trying to figure out where do we want to go? And I mean, when I do anything, success means different things to different people. For me, it just means making something work and be viable like that. It's not about the dollar amount. It's that it's, it's working. Like I always joke about that scene in hook where he's like, you're doing it, Peter. Like, (laughs) I mean, I think about that all the time when I like pull something off that I didn't think was going to happen. But, um, I was in the Coast Guard like 20 years ago and stationed here in Charleston. So I kind of knew the lay of the land a little bit, which is always a little uh, easier than just going somewhere blind that you have no idea the layout, the market, any of that. And there was a really great creative nucleus here in Charleston. uh, Very high concentration of like that type of talent in a smaller area. And so I started coming in and out of town for about a year and marketing here. And uh, the downside to that is, number one, I never thought in a million years I'd even be in the position I'm in. Like, so that's number one. So not thinking about it progressing as quickly as it has to where I'm at now, I didn't really think about labor. And uh, what's the talent pool look like in that area? And it's not to say there aren't talented people in Charleston, but this is a little different eco habitat in terms of uh it's not a blue collar ish type uh town so it's a lot more difficult to find i would love like brandon i mean he flies in and i mean he's out there right now just crushing shit because he's just very very he's a complete fucking unicorn and uh he he we we followed each other on instagram and he pinged me i'm like if you want to come down dude like i'd love to have you and uh, I'm trying, like, let me announce it here. I'm trying to put together a print paratrooper pro- program. So if anybody's down, wants to make some cheddar and come to Charleston, like uh, we're in the process. 
But so whoa, 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 uh, wait, 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 hold on. So print paratrooper <laughs> is this? This is people that fly in. They jump out of a plane. They pop open a chute. They land at your shop and they print your jobs. They jump out of the plane before you land and go home. <laughs> yeah, he. I fly him down. He he'll be here until Saturday night. We bust shit out for like four. I mean, we do two weeks worth of work in three or four days, and then he goes back. That's awesome. But I mean, so you're I basically did. looking for the best of the best to come fly in, yeah. print with you, to your well, standards, just, your quality. I, I mean, if you're not a problem solver, you're not going to be in business very long. And what's the problem right now? Labor, humans. You can automate all you want, but there's a point where you're, it's going to require a human that can retain more than uh, a list of ten things and replicate it. So instead of sitting here wasting a shit ton of money bringing people in trying to train them because it's not a perfect science, but I'm sure there's shops that have amazing uh, processes on getting someone up to speed. I'm looking at what we're all dealing with and I'm not going to sit here and be like, Ooh, what about like, okay, that's what we're fucking dealing with. So what's the solution? And to me, that's the solution and, and it works. It's working. Brilliant. And uh, I mean, I just, that, and, and I don't know, it's a, it's a solution. It like it's not an option to not fucking move forward and figure it out. I, I don't look at failure is not an option because of my family. So that's the motivation to solve the problem. Something you just said, Josh, um, is bringing people up to speed on the equipment and how to use it. When I had my rock, you know, I was teaching someone on a manual and they made so many errors. But when I brought them over to the auto side, it was so easy to train them from somebody who had no idea how to use this machine to being really good at it for me to walk away and trust that the job's going to get done. Right. I think that that's something that the rock did for me in my shop personally was expedite that process. I no, know I, about that, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, Brand, so this is the third time Brandon's come by the end of the first trip, which was four or five days. I mean, he was pretty much never using a rock comfortable. The second trip, he's already setting everything up, which he had, he's a printer, but, had never touched a rock. And the third trip, I, I'm not even doing anything. He's just rock and rolling out there. I just have everything prepped. Like I have everything prepped, screens, inks, and you just line them up and knock them down. That's the point of buying a bigger press is it's just more shit can be lined up at once and just mowed down. And I will say this as well. Anybody can do that. But again, you're not going to make any money if they're out there fucking up half of that stuff. And I get sick to my stomach when I see a bunch of waste. I mean, we have almost... I would say less than a 1% loss rate on anything anymore with water base because uh, I've made almost not all the mistakes, knock on wood, but I've pretty much made all the ones that'll hem you up if you're trying to get volume out the door and in the damn box and to the client. I mean, if you're not doing that, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't have angel investors. Like, I got to make this shit work. That's <laughs> like, not, it's just failure is not an option. Like, I don't. I'm not even going to consider that. And then eventually when I'm just, you know, a few years from now, when I'm just totally toasted, um, maybe I'll do something else. <laughs> I don't know. That's a ways down the road. On that, that was interesting. Uh, oh, did, you ahead, want, did you want to go to, did you want to? Yeah, to yeah hold your break? thought for a minute. We'll take another quick commercial break. And uh, when we come back, uh, we will talk more wheeling and dealing with Grizzly. We'll be right back. 
Did you know that every Rock automatic screen printing press and now every Rock Sahara conveyor dryer comes fully protected with the Rock Solid warranty? All replacement parts, labor, shipping, and necessary technician travel comes at no additional cost for three solid years so you can rock steady with the peace of mind that your operation is guarded. It means everything to us to be your partner in print and we intend on continuing to demonstrate how much we value your partnership. Find out more at rock.us or call 1-87-ROCKET-NOW. That's 877-674-8669. Welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today we are wheeling and dealing with Mr. Grizzly Wheeler alongside me here in uh, Florida podcast studios, Mr. Richard Tilly. Uh, we also have our pre- creative producer, Mr. Mel Caps, and our sales extraordinaire, Rob, the Bobby Grape Juice Welch. Welcome back, everyone. Yo, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Over the break, we again heard from Robot Dust. To hear more awesome tunage like you just heard, please visit robotdust.net and follow Robot Dust on Twitter and YouTube. And you can hear amazing songs by our very own Bobby G right here in the house. Thank you so much. You can actually actually stream the album uh, on all of your favorite streaming platforms. And you too can have a I just wish that I just I just wish y'all would do an audio clip and say bobby and then when you instead of saying g you just play the g unit like bobby g unit i like that i like that well speaking of bobby you wanted to pick up yeah yeah i want to circle back around what we were talking about before the break um you know we were kind of talking about you know uh quality over quantity talking about being kind of a one-man operation um you know you kind of already went into a bit about you know your process about you know, setting up and, and kind of having done things dialed in screens, inks, garments, kind of staging and ready to go, you know, which I think a lot of people um, could could do more of. And I think that's really beneficial for their thing. wanted to ask you if you had any other um, kind of tips um, like that, that that you think are beneficial for people um, to, to really kind of fine tune. And I don't want to give away all of your, you know, secrets or like you said, you know, things that you learn from making mistakes, but you know, any little tips that you think that might be helpful for people maybe going from manual to auto and, and using their first auto that can really help them to, to streamline kind of set up and, and, and cut time. I mean, everyone, I mean, people have said it like a million times, but I mean, it really is true. You have to figure out like I'm in this for the long, anything I do, I'm going to try and put everything into. So like, I'm not going to put everything into it for a short game. I'm in the, whatever I do is for the long haul. I'm in this for the long haul. So that's the angle I take. It's slow and steady. And so you have to, I mean, there's nothing wrong with jumping to something and, and milking it for all it's worth. I mean, that's the beauty of capitalism because it is a beautiful thing when it's not, you know, abused, but uh, you have to, uh, you really have to figure out like, what am I doing this for? And 
what am I trying to get out of this? And once you figure that out, you can start figuring out, well, what's my attack plan like to gain that? And uh, I probably couldn't say that for a long time, but again, this was a hobby and I just wanted to make some cool stuff with uh, a lot of people I admired and it just happened. But I was strategic in how I went about that. Like I didn't just come to Charleston. I strategically researched who do I think are the mover and shakers in this ecosystem because every single town has it that are the people that I want to work with. And I would literally make merch packs and walk in these high-end design firms and be standing there with an entire team meeting of people staring out the glass room walls going, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) And I would just like say hello with cold sweats and leave a pack. And the irony is a few months after doing that, I got a call from a designer who went out on his own from that firm and like happened to begin working with a farmer here that is friends with all the celebrity shit knows everyone nationwide. And like, it's fucking crazy. It's just one little domino fell. And I would say another thing without, I mean, I don't really have anything specific, but like a lot of people, there's no secret to any of this. The, the, if there's a secret, it's, and you deliver, anybody can buy fucking equipment, make a bunch of promises and, uh, just crash and burn. You can do that with anything. You can do it with a pressure washing business, a landscaping or printing. Like I like doing this. I like this. And I think that's probably important to generating drive in yourself and passion to dig in deep and, and make a dent. Um, but yeah, just figure out what, why are you doing this? What do you want out of it? Or what do you need out of it to justify the investment you're putting into it? And then make a fucking attack plan and go after it. And if it fails, learn from it. Fucking do it again. I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, fail fast, learn faster because you're going to fail. So mm-hmm. trying to tiptoe from failing is probably your first mistake. Uh, just jump in that shit. Don't make Don't do anything too catastrophic. And then uh, take your licking and learn from it. Would you recommend know. the law of reciprocity like you practiced in your situation for other people as well, as far as giving, 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 and then all of a sudden getting back big? I mean, I guess you just have to dictate to yourself at a, whatever you're doing. Like at what point do you feel like you're achieving diminishing returns and you can do anything too long or last night's a perfect example. I mean, we were printing this tote that sh- two colors should have been super easy. I mean, we, I left it on the back burner because I'm like, oh, this will click right in and go to it. We just finished that at noon today, and I reburned five screens because I just couldn't. Uh, I'm just not going to accept that result, even though that result was probably absolutely passable. But see, I feel like most people can achieve those results, which means I'm going to be in a crowd of people where I can't really stand out or make a dent. So I got to fucking go above that. I got to like reach deeper hard because that creates more security for myself, in my opinion. Like I really not worried about what anybody else is doing. Um, That's what I do love about this community in this industry is there is enough work going around because so there's you don't have to be like vicious. You don't have to be a bunch of damn honey badgers. I mean, if people are out there stealing work, like you must not be that good because I don't have to look for anything anymore. And that's not me bragging about me. That's just me putting everything into this shit. Because I want to, I want, I do it because I want my kids to get older and be like, my dad wasn't a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, that's my motivation. <laughs> and so, like, so that fuels me to 
try and be good at what I do. Because again, I mean, the previous life I lived, like I remember I used to joke and in, in, in my wife in the car, like, I'm like, this is how this is going to be for the next 30 years. You might as well put me in the ground in a joking way. But it's like, this is fucking stupid. This repetitive grind of just ch- trying to chase a dollar. Like I, I'm not doing this for 30 more years. So I literally burned my whole life down. I mean, I left Florida and I, uh, I just took a leap of faith, but that's what I'm saying. If anybody's listening to this and you're down or out and you have drive and like, I mean, I don't have time to take a bunch of calls all day and I feel very blessed in that. Not that I wouldn't want to, but like if my goofy ass can do it, anybody can do it. Like I'm being dead serious. You just gotta fucking want to do it and just go do it. You really, I mean, man, there's so much, I mean, in the most non, you know, uh, cliche way to say it like a lot of people whine in this place like when i was on the coast guard i went to shitty places. i went to south america i seen i mean we'd pick up haitians in a boat and chain them to a bulkhead and i'm just looking at this going what the fuck these people got nike on and they're just trying to find a better life and like we are very blessed to even this for this podcast or this or any of this and i ain't going to go off on a tangent but like uh, whenever you start getting down on yourself and and or like boo-hoo, just remember like an eight-year-old kid just got eight by line trying to get fucking water for his family in Africa. So you ain't got it that bad. Like if you can wake up and and have the luxury to make a decision to try to even have an opportunity to better yourself, uh that's a blessing, like big time. So anyway. That's, that's true. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And thank you for your service. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's great. Um, you know, I feel like you're, you know, like you say, you fly under the radar, you know, you're, you're, you're choosing with your clients, but I really feel like you, you've kind of created a brand about yourself. You know, maybe, maybe it's because, you know, of the nickname, you know, whatever it is, but like, it was an know, accident. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want to tell us where, uh, where, where the grizzly came from? I mean, it was uh, like a lot of people. I just had a broad idea when I met the designer friend of mine, like, I'm going to start a clothing brand. It's going to be successful. And I took the only $400 I had and bought a bunch of American Apparel Tribe lens and gave them all away because no one gave a shit. (laughs) And in the process, the irony was uh, I started learning something. And then some of my father's like uh, friends that own businesses asked, he would tell them that I'm messing around with this. And then they paid me to print them stuff. And I'm sitting there going, what the, Oh, what the hell? They just pay me to like make them stuff. And like a few hundred dollars, like what I was doing this for myself for fun. And like someone paid me for this. And like that to this day blows my mind because I still do this in my garage, like with piddly equipment, just messing around. And like the fact that I make money off of it is like, it's the greatest joke of my entire life. <laughs> like a non, in a non sarcastic way. Like, it's just, it's hilarious to me. I mean, again, because the life I was living was like most people, you wake up, you go, you just chasing dollars to pay for shit you think you want or need. And, uh, it be, you get trapped in it and it's, mm-hmm. um, I always joke with people. It's like, I'm Tim Robbins and Shawshank. I just, I didn't quit spooning through that wall and I climbed through that shit pipe and I ain't going back. Like I ain't, 
<laughs> you're on a, you're on a beach you're on a beach in Mexico right now. I'm not quite on a beach in Mexico, but maybe one day I will be. <laughs> on your way. Well, I appreciate that that sound advice, and yeah, I, I wanted to uh, first of all thank you for that, and also give chance to Richard here to talk about what Print World is uh, for our listeners here. It's a, a new podcast uh, uh, presented by Rock US. Just wanted to introduce you uh, both audiences to bridge that gap. So tell us a little about that and how people can follow along and be involved in that show as well. Yeah, for me, Print World is more of like a a complete lifestyle. You know, uh, coming on this team, I've been able to meet a lot of different print shop owners and people related in the community and also other business owners likewise that I've noticed there's a lot of parallels between other worlds and the print world. And I'm kind of tying the two together. So whether it has to do with fitness mindset, business structure, you know, just dealing with high level people. I think that there's, like I said, a lot of parallels between the two worlds and I'm just kind of bridging that gap in a sense, bringing those people into this world so that they can see what we go through and we can see what they go through. And a lot of my guests are, they're not just, just, you know, print guests, you know, I do want to talk about a lot of techniques and and cool stuff with, you know, screen printing equipment, but the people that I talk to on a regular basis, you know, they operate huge companies. And I feel like there's a lot that people in the print world can learn from an outside, you know, perspective. So Mm -hmm. those are where a lot of my guests are. Awesome. And how can people follow that show? Well, uh, I guess we're still working that part out as far as where where it can be rolled out. But in the current moment, it's on my YouTube channel. And, um, you know, I think that we'll probably end up rolling it out through the Rock platform. For sure. We'll, we'll definitely add a separate uh, uh, channel. I think, he told me, show too. I think he told me it was at chatroulette.com slash print world. P-R-N-T-W-R-D. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it sounds like. You don't remember great. chat roulette from the early 2000s? <laughs> Yeah, it's in no. the it's in the AOL chat room. Age sex location. Uh, yes. It's it's, oh, it's, it's okay. Omega now. Yeah, <laughs> I used uh, AOL Instant Messenger, but I don't know what that is. That was actually. like a that was like a, a Russian that was like a Russian roulette version of Match.com before Match.com existed. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. There we go. There we go. The Thanks for that, man. I mean, yeah. on, on that note too, and I think <laughs> Grizzlies talked a lot about Drive, and I just I kind of want to round out with this thought. Um, the drive, the education and understanding, understanding what you want to do, doing it with intention and then learning about the tools and everything necessary to get you there is so important. And I don't mean tools like a press. I mean, tools like knowledge, right? It's like, you got to come up with the idea. You got to know what you actually want out of it, which I, I don't think a lot of people do. And then you've got to get knowledge to get you there, right? And so many people in our industry do just stick within the industry. I mean, it's a it's a small industry. I mean, realistically, there's billions of dollars to be made, but you know, screen printing in general, you know, it's not a huge industry. But going outside of that, meeting other business owners, networking with other people to do other things, I will tell you, in my career has been the most valuable thing I've ever done, and that's where I've learned the most. You can teach people how to print. I mean, we all know that, you know, just, just like you said, Grizzly, anyone can go out and buy a press, put it in their garage or, or put it in a shop 
watch some videos, burn some screens and probably make some crappy t-shirts. I mean, hopefully they would, they would enhance their skills from there, learn a little bit more about printing, but far too often people aren't diving into what is it that they really want out of their business and then how to get that knowledge to get there. So I really do encourage everyone, you know, attend different types of trade shows, different types of seminars, go meet other people, go to a marketing seminar, you know, not one that's put on by a screen printing company, but just someone that's putting on, a marketing thing and and meet other business owners. You know, those, those people, I I'm in a, a whole group. I've talked about this before on the show called Vistage, but it's a group of CEOs. We all meet once a month. None of them are in screen printing. None of us are in like industries. There's 16 of us and we get to talk for eight hours about our businesses and they're all different and they all come with different perspectives and different ideas. And I think, yeah, that's what keeps my fire lit and gives me, you know, a lot of the tools that we need to, to run rock. And, um, it has nothing to do with screen printing. And so I, I just, I always like to end on that thought because it's such an important thing that I don't think we talk enough about in this industry as we're doing podcasts, as we're educating people, you know, and we do look up to the, you know, the Josh Merrill's of the world, you know, Josh got there by networking. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight up. And, and he got there by putting himself out there, just like Grizzly did walking into an ad agency and dropping off a, a, a press kit and then getting, you know, crazy business too much later. And the, those are the things that people are scared to go do. So take, take note on that. Like if you're listening out there, it's, it's just such an important thing. Um, with that thought, Grizzly, I want to give you a chance. Where can people find you, follow you, learn about you, talk to you, learn about the company, et cetera. Uh, just grizzlywheeler.com is like the website. It's not super robust. And then just, I tell most people if they would like, want to see what we do it's just instagram is our probably best portfolio spot just grizzly wheel on instagram and then uh i have a twitter but i don't tweet because i'm not that important uh i have a facebook but i'm not a real big fan of drama so i only like to troll in the print groups because if it makes anybody laugh it was worth it and then i go back to work <laughs> <laughs> well i've definitely had some laughs so thank you for that man they, they was I actually laugh non-stop on your last podcast, uh, when you were on, I just, the comments were like off the wall, hilarious. So keep that up because, um, I'm enjoying it, man. Yeah. What's funny is when I'm doing those interviews, I see everything you're saying and I have to literally hold it in 99%. (laughs) And what sucks is that it's super distracting because I'm trying to pay attention to the person that I'm communicating with. And I'll see what you say. And I just start cracking up in my head and I'll totally forget they were even talking about to even have like a good response. So it's like, you're, I have to fight you in order to make sure I'm paying attention to them. And I love it. I just feel like we're like a DVD cop, like, like straight to video sequel to over the top. And I'm just trying to get you to grin. And then when you grin, then I'll leave. Yeah. I, I know. You, I know you see it. <laughs> I, I know the last time it was all about gift cards and I forget what restaurant you kept talking about, but it was like over and over. I just couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything, but it was absolutely hilarious. So uh, I appreciate no, like, the humor, man. Like for real, though, for real, uh, I feel weird calling you Richard because you're King Tilly, but I'm going to call you Richard. But like, I legit, the little bit you shared with me specifically, it seems like you maybe had some transitional moments in your life and some people experience that some don't but like i do very much uh get i'm very much inspired and enjoy watching your push forward and how you're evolving like it's very i mean 
none of us are anybody. This isn't the Joe Rogan experience, but like I'm only sitting here because of some mesh and some ink. And like, that's the last thing I want to say is like, it, it could be screen printing. It could be anything, but like, I wish so much, like I, the whole world could just hear that anything is possible. Like we all start in a different place in the starting line, but like, uh, and I only speak about things that I've lived through or been on the other side of being depressed or being any of that. Like, it's crazy to me that I'm just sitting here talking to you guys. Like this is all because I just made a choice to uh, try to be decent at something. And uh, in a world that's full of a lot of half-assed shit, I think there's something to that and it could be anything like, so yeah, I mean, don't, yeah, I just, I just, I just want, being in the military, boot camp is just purely psychological. It's it's phys- it's psychological because your body will do what your mind tells it to do. And the first thing they do is they break you down and they show you some shit. And uh, it's not about the military. It's just the exercise in which they show you, you're going to do this. And you're like, no, the hell I'm not. And then a little bit down the road, you do it. And then you do it and you're fine. And then you're like, well, holy shit. I never thought I could do that. And I did it. What the hell else? How much further can I go? And like that, I think you can land in a, you can have a really amazing experience in this, in, in life, wherever you are, if you try and maintain that approach. And uh, again, if my corny ass can do anything, anybody can do anything. <laughs> it's, it's a matter of controlling your story. You know, I think a lot of people don't control their story. They allow the universe and whatever to just kind of control their day. When you, like you said, you know where you're going. You can kind of reverse engineer a plan to get there and you just go and go and go no matter what, like you said, fail, 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 you know, adjust, pivot, keep going, just keep going, keep going. And uh, you'll get there. Also, I think like what Ross was saying, like, I'll add to this, like, it's okay to not know. Like, I think we're living in a time where everybody's trying to find that PDF hidden on Google that's going to give you all the bullet points to shortcut straight to the result or the destination. And like, don't take that route, even if you find it, because you're either not going to appreciate it because you didn't go through anything to get it. But like, it's also okay to not know. I still don't know a lot of shit. But like, so many people just give up or quit or never even start because maybe they don't think it's okay to fail. It's not okay to fuck up. We're all, we all fuck up. It's okay. Like, so don't be discouraged or feel like you're not moving in a positive direction just because it takes you a minute to figure something out. Like that, I I see all my kids, like my kids are in high school and I'm just like, the way that some people see things and they get so crushed and it's like, you just want to hug them and be like, it's okay. Like, really, it's all right. Like it's okay to fail. It's okay. It's really being um, bold with integrity and humility. No, if I can do it, anyone I can do it. There it is. <laughs> well, on that on Same that here. note, um, I wanted to thank you, Josh, for for spending uh, this time with us today. It was awesome, Richard. Thanks for coming in. Thanks yeah, for thank putting you. together the studio out here in Florida. Ex- yep. Excited to use it today. Rob, as always, man, thank you. And thanks for rocking the gear there uh, made by <laughs> Mr. Grizzly himself and Mineral Caps. Uh, always a pleasure uh, to uh, 
Likewise, sir. Be on a podcast. Maybe one day again we can sit next to each other. It's been a while. Perhaps. Perhaps. um, We're getting we're getting close to that happening again. To all you printers out there, anyone else listening, thanks for joining us today on Rock Shop Talk. Continue to press onward and uh, rock on. Cheers, all. Rock on. Thanks to Josh Wheeler of Grizzly Wheeler and Rob Bobby Grape Juice Welch of Robot Dust for joining us today. As always, thank you for spending time with us this week and thank you for trusting us as your partner in print. Tune in at your convenience wherever you listen to your podcast by searching Rock Shop Talk. If you'd like to request to be on the show, please visit rock.us slash rockshoptalk. If you found today's episode helpful, please recommend it to a friend who you think may find it helpful as well. Please like, share, and subscribe on social media. And until next time, rockers, press onward.